Hey there, my name is Marcus Kane. Welcome to the M. Kane Coaching Podcast. And today we're going to talk about a question. And that question is if I want to stop binge eating, can I still diet and lose weight? Now, for many years now, I've been coaching people who experience struggles in their relationship with food, primarily with binge eating. And this is a question that comes up so much, I wanted to address it very directly in this episode. So let's jump in. The impression that putting an end to binge eating means putting an end to changing our physical appearance through dieting keeps a lot of us stuck in destructive cycles. Things like restrictive dieting and food obsession, overpriced weight loss programs and products that don't work, body image anxiety, binge eating and cycles of disordered eating, and social isolation and struggles with mental health are just a few things that come up when we feel stuck in this space. And this was me too for a lot of years. Struggling with issues surrounding my appearance and body image weaved a really toxic thread through every aspect of my life from about age 13 through to 30. And it's not my intention to sound dramatic, but, you know, full transparency, people made fun of me and criticized my body. Others felt like it was their place to make unwelcome comments on my appearance. And some just took the more direct route and just called me ugly. When I was chubby, that was the topic of conversation. When I developed an eating disorder, the fact that I was weird and intense was the new thing to criticize me for. And when I began losing my hair in my 20s and I shaved my head, apparently I looked too, quote, rough or, quote, ugly. And throughout all that, I just wanted to be accepted, to be seen and valued. So I understand the desire to change and look different in order to try and make that happen. And I also know where that road leads. And my extremely low self-worth during those years led to a myriad of truly shitty decisions, a small fortune wasted, and countless incredible experiences missed. So let me pass on four insights that I've gained as a professional in the world of diets and fitness, and as well as some kind of hard-earned personal lessons. Number one, it's a well-researched fact that two-dimensional weight-centric approaches to long-term health and weight loss are hit and miss with a very low hit rate at best. Two, weight cycling which is regularly losing and regaining moderate to large amounts of weight, as is done in most popular diets, comes with increased health risks. So it's worth thinking about that the next time a popular weight loss diet comes at you from the just think about your health angle. However, that doesn't mean that body size has zero health complications. There is a balance to be had here. But let me be clear, the answer is not in weight cycling and yo-yo dieting. Three, sustainable, which is over two years, aesthetic change or weight loss that doesn't involve a very restrictive or high maintenance protocol usually comes when weight loss is a byproduct of the process, not the primary focus. And four, there is a surprising amount of overlap between health-focused experts who advocate intuitive eating and lifelong gym athletes who openly support intentional weight loss. More often than not, both parties often advise the cultivation of a satisfying, balanced, enjoyable, and practical relationship with food. Both parties will advise focusing on building healthy habits, not crash dieting and scale gazing. 
Both parties advise against making unhelpful comparisons and will encourage you to run your own race. Both parties encourage staying active, engaging regularly with physical activity that you enjoy. Both parties advise against overtraining or using exercise as a way to compensate for food choices. Both parties place emphasis on the importance of sleep and stress management. And both parties will tell you to forget the idea of a 90-day transformation and to play a much longer, smarter game. And I could go on, but in regards to weight loss, it is not wrong to care about your weight or appearance. It is not wrong to want to lose weight. It is not even wrong to be tempted by diet plans that you know deep down are a bad idea. It's normal to care about our appearance and it's part of our sense of autonomy to be able to make changes to our appearance. But it's what thought processes we actually buy into and how we choose to act that matters most. And I say this because so many of us are allowing insecure parts of ourselves to drive our decisions. Choosing the restrictive diet, overtraining or exercising just to burn calories, buying weight loss supplements or overpriced juices that we know damn well just aren't gonna fucking work. And I understand you might say, it'd be easier for me not to care about weight loss if I was in a different body. But body image insecurity is a never-ending thing if we let it take hold. It never stops, no matter what we look like. I spent many, many years feeling very, very sad in an extremely athletic body. And I know professional models who manage to hate themselves on a daily basis because they live in castles built on sand. If we allow our insecurities to make decisions for us, we'll spend our entire life chasing ghosts. And if you're familiar at all with my content and the work that I do, it might seem from the outside like my own personal journey with this stuff is over, but when I hear people make fun of guys who are balding, does a part of me sting? Sure. And when people say how attractive they find guys with nice hair, Does a part of me feel a bit inadequate? Well, yeah. But do I let those parts of me decide how my day goes or influence my decisions? Fuck no. So my advice, both as a nutrition and fitness professional and as someone who has come out the other side of a 15-year journey with eating disorders and body image issues, is to stop criticizing yourself for what you think and feel. And at the same time, know that changing how we feel comes from the decision to stop acting on anxious or unconstructive thought processes. We observe these thoughts and feelings with empathy and self-compassion through the lens of non-judgmental awareness. Then we decide how to act with intention from a well-informed place of self-respect. We make our fearful or insecure parts feel heard and listened to, but we do not let them run the show. And coaching people through this process is something that I've devoted my entire professional life to, and helping people overcome binge eating to create an easy relationship with food is something I've been doing for years now. And more recently, I've been refining the next steps for the people who feel a bit ambitious. You know, if you want to further improve your health and longevity, if you want to become the strongest version of you, 
And if you want to do all this without rolling the dice on a diet and exercise program that's going to send you straight back into a troubled, high-maintenance, anxious relationship with food and the gym, Strong Not Starved, working title, is my new nutrition and strength training program that delivers all of the above. It's a resource for people who want a great relationship with food and access to the most simple and effective ways to build a stronger body. So while we let go of outdated weight-centric methods, we bring attention and intention to the most effective principles and practices to be stronger, fitter, more confident, and to find peace with food. And if you want to chat with me about Strong Not Starved, remember, working title, Follow the link in the episode description or drop me a line via Instagram at mkanecoaching. Finally, if there's one thing that I would love to give you to take away from this episode, it's to remember that success isn't the absence of troubling thoughts or feelings. It's being able to observe them and take intelligent, driven and compassionate action regardless. So my name's Marcus Kane. Thanks for joining me today. And remember, reach out if you'd like a chat.